so I, uh, I've been interviewing uh, interns to work for me. All I can think about right now is, um, is uh, on Seinfeld when George Costanza is trying to hire a secretary and he keeps trying to hire one that is unattractive enough that he won't just like fuck her and not get anything done. Yeah. That's all I'm picturing right now. Keep, please continue your story. Oh yeah, no, no. I've, I'm only interviewing dudes. Oh, it's for <laughs> dudes, the same for the same reason. Dudes are the only guys who actually applied and responded to my interview request. So, uh, so yeah, I've just been. I have a couple more tomorrow. Uh, gonna hopefully hire somebody. But uh, yeah, I, I the, the weirdest interview I've ever had in my entire life. A guy who was very, very, very truthful. In his answers to my questions this guy was older than okay. I was okay applying that's, that's for old. a marketing intern position okay and he was very truthful that he basically had none of the skills that uh, I was off I was looking for okay but I kind of had to interview him because we literally had like three people who submitted resumes for the position so that was my it's been my I, week I love that point blank honesty like because we know Let's just lay all this shit out on the table. I've interviewed hundreds of people. I know within about five seconds whether they're worth a damn or exactly. not. So surprise me. Lay it out there. Just be honest about it. He was super and honest. And I was just like trying not to laugh when he was talking about some stuff. He was a very nice guy. And uh, but yeah, he was and you hope that his career leads him wherever it's going to lead him. Exactly. Not, okay. not, to, uh, not to our car. Yeah, right, yeah. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, we're back. <laughs> Day late. Yeah. Dollar short, but my, we're back. Uh, speaking of dollar short, that Patreon, let's hop into the Patreon pitch. Um, no, I, my kids were sick. They both had the, uh, what do you call it when you get hot? The, uh, the fever. The fever. They had the fever. I kept hitting a cowbell at them. None of it was fucking working. <laughs> so, um, Did they appreciate the cowbell coming at them? No, they don't appreciate anything uh, anymore. Yeah, Today's kids, my birthday, and we wanted suck. to go out to dinner tonight. Okay. And they were, like, fighting with me over where we go to dinner. And then we're like so upset when we did what I wanted to instead. Where did, They're just little bastards. Where do they want to go? Uh, Natalie wanted to go to Red Lobsters. Okay. And uh, she's got that, good taste. I, I, you know, people get bitchy about like oh, Olive Garden. I can't possibly eat at Olive Garden. I'm too fucking good for that. Like, what do you eat on a day by day? What does your normal diet look like? Where you go there, you're like, I can't even. Uh, the clams aren't as fresh as the ones at my house. Like, fuck you. I like I I'm not, I don't think all I don't mistake Olive Garden for a five star restaurant. It's fine. No, but when I go there, I'm I'm, a, I'm fucking satisfied. It's fine. Okay. So where, Anyways, did, where, did, where did Benjamin want to go? Uh, I think he wanted to get pizza, <laughs> but I don't think he had any idea. I think actually, you know what? I think he wanted frozen pizza. <laughs> like we we're like, oh, do you want to go somewhere? He's like, no, I want the frozen kind, the kind that the the kid came and sold us at the door. 
you know, for like $20 for a Haggies. That's what I, he didn't say all that, but. Yeah. Um, Where'd you guys end up going? Just like a coffee shop and we played cards. They didn't fucking like that at all. <laughs> it's my birthday. Fuck birth- you, kids. It's my birthday. <laughs> Fuck you. you. Hey, speaking of a dollar short, hey, if you like the content you hear each week, if you think you've learned a little bit more about your beloved United or just soccer in general, if you want to continue. Or you just like cursing. You just like cursing, we do that. If you want to enjoy the high quality of content we occasionally put out on each podcast, consider supporting our Patreon. Every $1 a month helps. Every $0.69 goes further, and every bit we get uh, goes toward updating and replacing recording equipment, paying our SoundCloud and website fees, which are staggering. For reasons I cannot explain, uh, yeah. visit Patreon.com. Net neutrality. The Dave's I know. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, net yeah. neutrality. Because you know, like if if you hate the net neutrality shit that's going on, give money. Donate to, us. to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Give us money. Whatever your beliefs are, um, we will agree with we, them. We're, so we're to, thank you. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash/The Dave's I know. Uh, give us all of your monies or some of your monies. Um, so well, I just want to say thank you to the patrons. We have nine patrons. We have nine people who actually contribute to this bullshit that we do every, every week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna name them by name right now: Nicholas Campion, uh, Brett Schotting, Joe Delisi, Luke Craig. Thank you, Luke Craig. Uh, Andy Schutz, where's Mags at? Was my question there. Uh, she not donating. It's I, just she's a- apparently not donating. Andy only Andy donates. Uh, Edu Rosales, Colin Solberg, Matt Lynn, and Jake Chalcroft. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, you guys are going to be getting a super special bonus pod directly into your inboxes, whether you like it or not. Hopefully tomorrow morning, if I can yep. figure out the Patreon stuff. Yep. But we are we are recording a super secret special bonus podcast that you only get access to if you are a Patreon. Yep. Uh, and we're um, recording it second, yes. so it will be increasingly alcohol fueled yes. as we approach. Way its more recording. drunk for so that one. So that's it's worth the money. But in the future, we we'll probably record them first so that we're less drunk. So they nah, make more nah. sense. Uh, but yeah, idea. if you want to get on in that train, our uh, Patreon.com backslash the days. I know uh, we're going to be recording special podcasts. Hopefully, doing some other stuff. Uh, we are brainstorming all those things right now. Um, I want to do some. Honestly, I want to do some like live podcasts and you know Patreon only maybe members or they get to ask questions things like that anyways we'll That'd figure it out if you have any ideas uh man our patreon, patreon pitch each week can't be five fucking minutes man no i know it's only four ish three ish minutes right god now, in so. heaven all right. all right let's talk about the games let's do it hey the revolution was televised hey. this week we played so the team after the match uh did a uh, a, a tweet and it was it said game blouses and I had to uh, tweet at them, you know the revolution were blouses in that Dave Chappelle sketch, yeah. right? I did not say exactly that. I was like, just because you can do a Prince tweet doesn't mean you should do a Prince tweet. Yeah, cut to a cut to a meme of Jeff Goldblum saying, like, you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could. He didn't stop to think if you should. <laughs> this, so I, I, I usually, at least I hope I have this um, reputation, I try to take an objective view of things Adrian Heath is a coach in the front office. Other things I try to say, well, this is what I think is good, and this is what I think is bad, and here's what I think total. I I don't want anyone on the social team for the team to think that I hate them and want them to die, because I don't, but it's not been good this year. I, I've never liked the social stuff. I know, I know one, I, I I know one of the guys the, very well. The, so. the production quality that comes out, like the videos they do, the hype yeah. videos and stuff, always excellent, but the social-specific stuff, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just not my cup of tea, I guess. 
I'm friends with one of the guys who oversees the social Well, stuff, then so. tell, tell him I'll see him in hell. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes. Um, but the Rams. Right. The Rams. Exactly. Yeah, we, hey, we won, a, we won a couple games this week. Been a long time Holy since we've been able to we say that. a couple games this week. Uh, what was your best moment of the game against the Revolution? Uh, man, the Darwin Quintero goal in stoppage time uh, in the first half. He's picked up a deflection, walks around five white jerseys, and just slots at home. Gave Minnesota that extra boost. Uh, I don't think, until that point, I don't think we had scored a goal in stoppage time uh, that mattered all year. So the fact that he did it, and then obviously, spoiler alert, he does it again, uh, like three, four days later, yep. uh, was just amazing. And I mean, really, I think that was the difference between um, you know us winning this game and us losing this. Ob- well, obviously, was the difference. Fuck, fuck, but, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> we won. We won two to one. Yes. So. It was Anyways. literally the difference. Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite moment was Ramirez's goal for a couple of reasons. First of all, it did something that, like, never happens with United. It gave us an early lead. So early. Hashtag free beer. So early, everybody got a free beer from the Surly pre-match party on Sunday. So how little does that happen? And we've talked, or at least I know I've talked, a lot this season about game states and about how when people talk about Minnesota United as a second-half team, what they are really saying is we're always behind and the other team seeds us possession and they don't put the foot on the gas and so we look better. We talk a lot about game states. Being up early changes those game states in a positive way for us Absolutely. generally. Yeah. Um, the second thing I'll say that's great is it's cool to see Ramirez kind of break his scoring drought right when we're talking about his place on the team, have a new DP striker coming in there. He does it, and then, of course, he does the celebration, which we'll talk about in a moment. Of course. Uh, but I love Ramirez, and I wish the best for him, whatever happens in his life. So. Yeah. What was um, your worst moment of the game? Well, I was going to say, uh, not everybody got their free beer because Anna – came to us early uh, on Sunday and I was like oh you gotta go over there to get your coupon to get your free beer and she was just like I don't wanna go get a coupon then wait in line for a free beer so yeah, you, you had to go like give them your ticket they gave you a coupon and you give them for a beer and Anna didn't want to do that so okay alright eh. so or soda or whatever but alright worst moment of the game uh, well it was I think we have the same thing for the uh, the worst moment, and I have it for the most what the fuck moment, but for, to say for the worst moment of the game was Bobby basically like slamming his dick into the bar, <laughs> trying to s- stop that uh, you know early second half right. uh, shot by New England. Uh, he was kind of knocked out for a while, and everybody was a little uh, a little confused as to what was going on, which leads to I think your worst moment of the game. Well, in my most what the fuck moment of the game. Sure, it was uh, my worst moment of the game was. Definitely Alexi Gomez committing a penalty too. Once again, uh, put put the other team back in it. We built a lead, right? We're looking good. We're just the same way we did against RSL, against TFC. We got a lead. Alexi Gomez seeds a penalty. And again, we let the team right back in the door. Gomez is not the best wing back option that Minnesota has. That'd be Eric Miller. As long as Eric Miller can stay healthy. He put in, by the way, a great substitute shift on Sunday when Gomez came off. Yep. If Miller can be the guy on a consistent basis, can be healthy, He's obviously a more natural defender than uh, Gomez is. I think we're going to be in great shape there. Gomez, I'm sorry. Man, I gave you a lot of benefits of the so, doubt here. I mean, that, that, that segues to my what, more what-the-fuck moment game. Was that fucking actual penalty? Because what in the actual fuck is Alexi Gomez doing pushing a guy in the back when he's running away he's, from the fucking goal? He's not a defender. On the, on he's the not, end line. He's you're, running, you're right. It's logic, but it's away, not a defender. He's running away from the goal on the end line. It's not like he's going to cut back. Like, he's... Literally a foot away, two feet away from from the edge of the box, 
what in the actual fuck is Alexi Gomez doing putting his putting his hands on that guy at all and for whatever reason that know. is my most what the fuck moment of the game yeah. just because, because yeah. it, as you just said it put uh, the revs back in the game and I literally the, the, off, the officiating was not going well in our favor at that point I literally after that penalty I turned to my wife in the stands I was like we're gonna we're gonna drop points in this game like this literally like every call seemed to be going against Minnesota you know Gomez made that stupid fucking mistake I was just like there's going to be a, a really bad call that's going to go against us. They're going to score an equalizer. Or worse yet, they're going to you know, they're going to score two goals and, and win and take three points when they definitely did not deserve to win that game. So that was my most of the fuck moment of the, yeah. of the game. So. Uh, I, uh, we're hopefully, again, if Eric Miller can stay healthy, it's yes, not a concern 100%. we have to continue to think about. My most of the fuck moment game was Ramirez and the Sitting Ducks celebration. Um, I know that I won't make any friends with this comment, but I've always myself found Ramirez to be a little bit of a whiner when he gets in a slob, when people start criticizing. Yeah. A little bit of his is a sort of attitude of like, I could do it. I've, I hate the haters. I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> being hyperbolic with my voice there. Good thing he only reads tweets and doesn't listen to podcasts. I, I know he does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of those moments. The, uh, that said, so he's, he's, he does the sitting duck thing. He sits down instead of celebrates. And I usually don't have the time of day for that bullshit. I do feel bad for him, though. He's got to be reeling with the news. we got a new striker coming in on a DP contract. They didn't sign a DP to sit him on the bench. I feel for Ramirez. I really do. But that moment just uh, brought, the, brought the shittiness of the situation to a sort of visual culmination. I sure. Think. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, your match official rating? Eh, it's meh. I thought it was, that was a weak pen at first, mostly because... I was seeing Bobby like flailing around because he had just like basically put his junk into the middle of the uh, of the uh, bar, and then uh, you know look back at it, it was probably probably a penalty, definitely should not have been happened. But you know otherwise the game was fine. Not everyone saw this obviously; it wasn't made totally public. But um, Bobby Shuttleworth played with a mask similar to the one he had when he broke his nose. He played with that mask on his genitals on Sunday. <laughs> of course. So. And, of Fair course, enough. it was broken and all swollen, just like that photo yep. of him. Uh, my uh, scorecard rating was, I don't remember how the officiating was. Because yeah, that sorry. was like a week ago, that's, and I just You know what, that's, that's a good sign. I, when I used to umpire baseball games, uh, the best comment was to be like, oh, yeah, you were, you were, I don't remember anything. I don't, I'm which sorry. Which is the best kind of compliment, so. If you'd like to subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> it's quality content. Uh, your Freddie Adu Award for star of the game. Uh, I'm going to give it to Colin Warner. Um, he had his absolute best game as a loon uh, on Wednesday. He stayed put. He cleared defensively. He was a backbone for that midfield. He gave uh, the, the, you know, the center backs in that 3-5-2 um, the ability to know that they weren't going to be left on an island. And you, if you looked at his like heat map of where he was and, and where Colin Warner typically runs, it was all in one spot, and you, which you never ever see, or I've never seen on a Minnesota uh, heat map, is that there's a guy playing a defensive midfield position, staying right. really gravitating basically there, put yeah. where he needs to be, clearing the shit he needs to clear, just being you know just being a big ass uh, player in the way, uh, preventing you know easy crosses. Allowing Calvo sort of the, the room and the flexibility to make a little bit of a run, make a pass, mm -hmm. all that. Call, I mean, honestly, like, Colin Warner was the, the best player. The, 
best that's the best I've ever seen Colin Warner play well, in a Minnesota United uniform. So. Not only was he doing a good job playing defensively, but his passing over the last three games that he started has been outstanding. Yes. His completion rate, his distribution has been vertically oriented. Um, he's distributing, and that's huge for our offense. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry, I've got the same shit my kids do, so I'm going <laughs> to cough a little bit tonight. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and but give you, it to... But you show up and do your podcast when you have that shit. The kids just... Need to go home and oh yeah, go home and, and, and I, I want to watch. On the couch I want to watch Jurassic World, Dad. I'm out here fucking busting on this uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, I'm gonna go with Quintero. Sounds like an easy pick, but the guy scored from an impossible angle. He's clearly the catalyst for our explosive form. Second place goes to Mr. Robert Shuttleworth, who was really big in goal. Fair enough. Um, All right. Your Freddie Adu Award for shittiest player of the game. I mean, we j- we've talked about <laughs> Gomez and his. <laughs> absolute lack of awareness about where he was and what he's done and his positioning I, you know you and I it's in your notes as well uh, Gomez yeah he's um, my biggest thing with him is his his brain for the game I think he's got some physical assets of but course, yeah. I don't think he has the awareness to succeed in the moment on the fly making quick decisions so yeah That was a nice, tidy game review. Quick, hit the points, great coverage. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Um, We played the Los Angeles FCs, uh, the Wing Steelers. Uh, What the hell just happened? Your best (laughs) moment of the game. That's the real question. What the hell (laughs) just happened on Sunday? This is the the first time in a long time we've asked that question for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You could could say... Any, honestly, all of the goals, any of the goals, were they were all fantastic in their own right. Um, with Schuler finally getting some reward, he's been he's had a really great season. Finally getting a goal for him, his first MLS goal is great. Yep. Uh, finally scoring off a fucking corner was great. Thank God. Uh, again, you know, Quintero getting another goal in stoppage time, fucking amazing. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Ramirez's second goal, uh, mostly because of the work that Ibarra did uh, and the picture perfect pass to Ramirez, uh, plus. That was the, that was sort of the impetus and the reason <coughs> gave us a reason to sing. You came a long way just to lose, which we haven't sang in a long time. Well, it, when we or, have been ahead, it's been too nervy yeah, at the end. Exactly. So. so I was I was advocating for the Capos to start uh, getting that song going in like the 80th minute. They were like, no, 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 it's too we, early. Too we've early. seen like, too much. I was like, no, 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 it's not too early. And finally, in like the 87th minute, I was like, we, I'm starting to sing it now. Yeah. And I started singing it, and then it, you know, came in, and, and it was good to go. So it's like yeah. even this team can't. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that one up. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Ibarra's goal. It had two things that mattered to me. First of all. Ibarra showing the freedom to roam and find the game. Obviously, he came through on the left side of the box. He's ideally, a, not ideally, he's by default a right-sided player in this formation, but love seeing him wander, which is great. And then Christian showing value, not in scoring, but by pulling defenders and pushing them around. Yeah. He pretty much set a pick for Ibarra to run onto the great. ball. Yeah. wasn't the only time he did it this game, too. And I, one can't help but wonder... If Rodriguez comes along as a DP, even if he's an outstanding striker, is he doing the kinds of things that Ramirez, frankly, has developed into? He was not always this kind of striker where he could push people around. He, he In my opinion, he shied away from contact a lot back in the NASL days. Now he is setting picks against LAFC oh, to set up yeah. other players, including Ibsen with his fucking miss, and then obviously Ibarra with his actual goal. So... Uh, it was it was huge for a hundred reasons, and I, I love Christian, and I'm sorry what I said about you earlier, Christian. <laughs> Even though I do find you occasionally a whiner, I, you're amazing. 
I mean, the, the crazy thing about the 3-5-2 in, in Ibarra's role is that Ibarra is scoring on one side of the 3-5-2 and assisting on the other side of the 3-5-2 mm-hmm. as, a, as a fucking wingback. Yeah. That, that is bonkers. If, if you, you don't think Ibarra is the MVP of, uh, of Minnesota United this year, then you are sadly mistaken. All right, LFC has Quintero has had an amazing run. Yes. Hey, Liverpool scores. Liverpool has a, scored a penalty against Man City. Sadio Mane. So the uh, take that you Zul- the Zulberg Derby. City pieces of shit. Pieces of human shit. Um, right, I don't sorry. even remember what we were talking about. Worst uh, moment of the game. Worst moment of the game. Um, I'll start Ibsen Sky in that shot. Okay. That was still at a time when this game was contested. That was still at a time when we needed goals, and you still feel like against a great team like LAFC, every opportunity matters, and it does. Um, Ibsen, here's the, here's the thing about it. The three-five-two has allowed Ibsen to play forward in a more attacking role. He's not necessarily a number 10, but he if he's a number 8, he's definitely a more advanced number 8. That is part of the reasons we've seen him pop up in attacking spaces and taking shots oh, more. He was all over the the attacking part of the field. Absolutely, and that's, that's something that formationally is going to happen more. Yeah. The problem with that isn't the other things, the intangibles that he can do. The problem is literally his finishing. He's going to find more balls falling at his feet, and we as fans are going to find more balls sailing into our beers in the stands because he's just not a great finisher. No. So, sorry, Ibsen, that was that was bad. That's fair. Uh, mine was literally giving away the lead less than a minute later. Um, Benny Failhaber, uh, he had a great run. He probably could have had a handball by Coleman. It was questionable. Um, the ball got deflected. Latif Blessing picks it up. Then just waltzes around in our 18-yard box. Yeah. Uh, past like three Minnesota defenders. Finds Failhaber, who may or may not have been offside, but you know what? It honestly doesn't matter. Um, who just blasts it past Bobby. Yeah. This is a team that... It, so it's, it's to its credit that it, it responded as well as it did because the team bunkered in for about 20 minutes and like just got the game back under control. But last year, this team would have completely wilted, yeah. given up another goal five that's, minutes that's later. That's a good sign, yeah. Um, but the fact that they even just gave up this goal uh, the way they did uh, literally min- a minute after they had just scored a, a very big goal against a, you know, a team that's number two in the, in the Western Conference yep. at the time was really disheartening. Yep. And again, like was buoyed by the fact that, you know, the team like I said bunkered in, they got the game back under control, scored two at the right at the at the death at half. Um, that makes this not the worst thing ever, but really it was the worst moment of the game for me. So I So what was your most what the fuck moment oh. of the game there? The the <coughs> stop and shine goals. <laughs> I mean just the fact that they happened the so fact close that they together. Did that and again, you know, yeah. you know, um uh Ramirez scoring off the uh, obviously that was Ramirez scoring off the uh, uh, set piece and then Quintero you know not just not the team being you know, you know letting it be easy like oh hey we, we scored we're up 2-1 we'll kick off whatever we're not gonna really try whatever we're gonna absorb the next you know minute or so but actually they went for it that Quintero went for it was amazing um, and you know he just attacked that's something that this team has been lacking for you know basically the last year and a half that they haven't, and even longer than that, honestly, we could we could argue back in their NSL days, they didn't have that killer instinct. Like, hey, you know what? We have, this seems on their back foot. We have a chance to go kick them in the nuts, and we right. should go kick them in the nuts. Um, so, the, so that's probably my most what the fuck moment. Um, I would also argue Ibsen's no look outside of the put, foot pass to Quintero, uh, who took it to the line and beat Simon uh, pretty ridiculously. 
before passing it to Shooter for the first goal. That was pretty what the fuck. Oh, Ibsen just outside it, footing it, no looking, just... That was pretty funny. Ibsen, Ibsen can do magical yeah. things as long as it doesn't have to do with kicking a ball in a net. I <laughs> still love the guy. I'm going to change my what the fuck answer and I'm just going to say Christian's goal. I don't um, I don't want to say the thing I was going to say. I feel like I've talked about it enough. But um, Christian's goal was the moment when for me it all became cemented. Uh, and I think I was kind of delirious because it came so fast after the Ibarra goal. I mean, it came yeah. so quickly. And I, I like that was when I entered a moment of kind of disbelief. Like, are we pouring it on like this? Is this the same team? And it was, um, it was a great setup. It was, um, you know, we, we hit a cross that went, you know, the wrong direction, but we recovered, cut it inside. As I keep talking about it, don't take it outside and hope for a cross. Cut it inside. We did that. Yeah. Laid off an easy pass that, back to Ibarra, who had wrangled the first yeah, cross. That, the well, first that ibarra Schuler one-two was great. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he lays it back center to, to uh, Schuler, who takes a couple of steps inside and makes the pass right. Who the hell is not... How did they only have one defender on that side of the field? No idea. After that whole... Ex- I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, it's a perfect cross. Ramirez is on the end of it doing what he does. And, yeah. Um, that's fantastic. I love um, you, Ramirez. Yeah. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, rating of the match official. Um, I don't know. I had a, I had a match. It was the like, game was pretty wide open. I don't think the referee was willing to call much unless it was pretty egregious. So Ted, I, my Ted Uncle kind of let everything go for me. Like I was seeing shoves from behind and stuff. I like thought he forgot his cards and his whistle at home. But I, I usually don't mind that as long as. In my opinion, and I hate to be super libertarian about this, but like I think they're there to promote player safety, make sure the rules get followed. That's like, yep. it. and I think as long as there's not like a man management issue where things are getting chippy and people are going to start making more dangerous plays or things are going to get in a fight or something like that, or of course, simply there's not like um, offsides called and blown or some shit like that. I like to see a ref be as un. Non-interventional is that a word? Uh, no. as, as possible, and I think he was. I think he was practically a ghost, which yeah. I liked. So, good game, Ted Uncle. Right on. Uh, Freddie Adu Award for the star, the shining star of the yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, there was so many goals. You could give it to any of the goal scorers, but I'm gonna give it to Brent Coleman. Uh, Brent Coleman was absolutely boss in this game. He put in uh, a great game. Yeah, he put in an amazing shift. Uh, there was so many. He had about five or six super important clearances, especially early when the game was still, you know, one, 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 or what, or even still scoreless, or you know, three one. When you know, one or one goal puts LAFC back in the mindset. You know, they brought in, they brought back in some of their starters that they had rested at the beginning of the game. Um, you know, but for Brent, uh, Brent Coleman, um, just playing some amazing defense, especially some one v one defense, especially on some mistakes that Minnesota made, which we talked about earlier in this year, where. There's like two or three mistakes that Minnesota makes every game, like blunders that they get, and they get the other team capitalizes on them, right? So you think about the Diomande right after, right after the start of the second half, uh, where there's just a mispass and Diomande is running in on goal. Normally, every other Minnesota United game, they score that goal. It's three-two. LAFC's back in it. It's a yep. completely different ball game. Brent hustles back, you know, defends. Creates not just a, a corner kick, creates a goal kick because yeah. Diamande, he, whatever he did to Diamande, this, this voodoo that he did to Diamande to get him to kick the ball out of bounds um, and was he, amazing. He, did, and he so, didn't go in for the slide tackle either. He stayed on yeah, his feet. Yeah, he stayed on his feet. So he, he did that all game. He saves multiple uh, shots that were coming in where you know Bobby was maybe a little bit out of position. Uh, 
and you know, say what you want about Brent Coleman. He didn't get a fair shake at the beginning of the year. He didn't get a fair shake at the beginning of last year. He came in, just did his fucking job. Yeah. And he's doing it again. And he's out of contract at the end of this year. And yep. I really, I don't, I mean, as much as I love him in Minnesota, he's a Minnesota kid. And, and I, I really hope someone actually pays him. And Minnesota United actually sure, values sure. him to pay him because right. And if, it really it's not, if it's not here, he should go yeah, where no, I, his career is going to flourish. Clearly, not val, not as valued here as, as we would like him to be. I think he, I think he's at about this about the sixty thousand range salary wise. Yeah, right? like sixty five or something like that. Like you know, it's it's. I think my wife makes more than Brent Coleman. <laughs> and that's a shame. Coleman, that's a fucking shame. So, well, um, I make more than most of the MLS players. So I yeah. So uh, so yeah. So I, Brett Coleman was my obviously my star <laughs> of the game. So I, I give him a silver medal for the same reasons you've mentioned. So that's that's good. Um, I don't know if I'm just trying to will this into existence or what, but I want to give Christian Ramirez the nod. Obviously, <clears throat> I'm gonna clear my throat in the microphone. Quintero is putting up the counting numbers. He's looking great. He deserves every bit of credit he's getting. But Ramirez is creating the space for Quintero to succeed. His dummy slash block that he gave Ibsen on that blown shot, that was superb. His uh, his help on the Ibarra goal, muscling guy out of the way, obviously incredible. He scored a goal himself. That stuff doesn't get on a score sheet or any other kind of sheet, but it's invaluable, and it's making Ibarra and Quintero look good. <clears throat> so, ugh. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Christian. I think he's doing great. Excellent. Um, we got another award to give. Shittiest player, Freddie yeah, Agu Award. I mean, it was a it was a great game for most most players. Um, I'm good, not going to step on your toes. I'm just going to say uh, Romario. You know, he got a, he got a run <laughs> okay, out. Yeah. Twelve minutes. He looked. He did not look great. He looked really slow. Um, and so you know, in a game where we won five to one, there's not many shitty players in the game. And I'm yeah, say him because easy to get. Again, he looked Romario. slow. He was out of position because um, he was just generally playing out of position. Uh, we'll see what he get he does uh, going forward. Um, I think he's got to he's got to play his his way into a starting position on this team. I don't think him or actually Angelo Rodriguez are going to step in and be starters day one. At least I hope not. Mm-hmm. I think they they need to actually play their way into this uh, starting lineup, which is great. That's all we ever wanted from Minnesota signings is that we create some some depth and some yeah. and some, uh, some some competition at these key positions. So. Yeah, and if you know, let's say let's say Romario. Ibarra, he, he starts to get acclimated to the team, right? He's finally getting his feet under him. He gets what the team's about. He's up to shape, all that kind of stuff. How great would it be then to have him coming off of the bench when you say, oh, shit, we need to give whomever uh, a rest. We need to give, I don't know if Romario can play on the right side, but we need to give Ibarra a rest. We can't kill the guy. Wouldn't you feel a lot better with him coming in than Alexi Gomez coming in? Of course, or yeah. Or then hoping 100%. Tyrone Mears can just play higher up the pitch, all this kind of stuff. That's the kind of depth that says – a rotational week for us is not an automatic loss. So that'd be a great place to be. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go, go with what you said because I was going to I was going to throw Ibsen out there. Ibsen d- did a lot of stuff off the ball and when he wasn't skying shots that is hard to overlook. We mentioned a bit of it earlier, but he did sky that shot and that was a bad moment. And, um, and but I'm going to go with Romario. Uh, he's he's got to play his way onto the team. He's got to get up to speed. But I'm also not worried about it because that's what it's like joining a new team in a new fucking climate. It's, I mean, that happens. So, And I'll say to your point about Ibsen, is that this was... I, I fully did not expect Ibsen to be playing in this match, honestly. Like, this was his sure. third match in nine games on yeah. on turf. And on shitty and turf, on apparently. 35-year-old legs, too. According to RSL. Yeah, 35-year-old legs uh, on shitty-ass turf, according to RSL. MLS 1.0, according to Kyle Beckerman. Um, I honestly did not expect him to be even playing. I thought Maximiano would be a much better... 
fit for uh, this particular match with the you know, just being a an enforcer. Um, so, you know, kudos to Ibsen for you know being there. Like, we'll see what you know how he breaks down and and you know where he gets some rest going forward. But yeah, so you know what's MLS 1.0? The U.S. national team missing the World Cup. <laughs> Take that, Kyle Beckerman. Deserve to have Nick those Romando. fucking dreadlocks Mike cut off. Pecky. Mike Pecky. Hey, hey. Mike Petke is a, a god among men. You just back <laughs> off. Um, right. Let's take a step away from those games. That was a lot of game coverage. Hey, if yeah. you like our Patreon, no, I mean, our pot, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we're only about 30 minutes in. So Let's uh, cover some other United news. Not a, not a ton of United news. Uh, there were five loons and Inchi on Team of the Week this week. Excellent. Uh, Darwin was the Audi Index Player of the Week again, two times in a row. Um, he was not the MLS Player of the Week. That was Joseph Martinez for some fucking reason because I, apparently Atlanta... Uh, Mar- Joseph Martinez is a very good player. Yeah. He is, look. He was not better than Darwin Quintero. He has Quintero. 22 fucking goals. He was not better than Darwin Quintero this week. I, uh, all right. So, anyways, so Quintero, Ramirez, Shuttleworth were on the first team. Uh, Miguel Ibarra and Brent Coleman were on the bench. Again, as I mentioned, uh, Inchi uh, apparently was the uh, best manager of the week. So, there you go. He uh, thin. He Calvo thin. is still an he idiot. He thin. He thin. He thin. Uh, okay. Calvo is still an idiot. Uh, he talked up a bunch of stuff on uh, to uh, I think Andy Grader somebody about the press and that he, they weren't getting the respect get no respect over here no yeah was respect. he tug- was no he tugging respect. at his tie while he, he said was, that yes. um, oh, I was at the hotel I told the doorman to hold my bag he felt up my wife yeah <laughs> I get no respect no respect uh, and then yeah Minnesota lit up their stadium for the first time which I don't know if you saw the pictures I of did, that yeah, it, was it was really beautiful. cool if you haven't seen them go check them out that was really cool uh, even like Extra Time Radio was talking about that. Like, so you know, there we go. Yeah, see, uh, was yeah, press likes you now, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the stadium. No respect. No, no respect. respect. No. All right. Uh, let's talk about the game coming up, though. Um, we're moving along at a pretty good clip. So we have the Vancouver Whitecaps coming up. There is no lines I saw yet on this game. My guess is that Vancouver will be favored, although they probably shouldn't be. Uh, it wouldn't actually surprise <laughs> me if Minnesota was favored in this game. Just based on the over form. The, the statistics and form, and the fact that Vancouver not have nothing, have no idea about what soccer and MLS soccer is. So just gonna look at true. Minnesota if, versus Vancouver. Probably they might favor Minnesota in this game. So if you're looking for a place to to make money on bets, honestly, find sports and leagues nobody understands at all, and then if you're a little bit knowledgeable, you can find an edge. Yeah. But um, so who's good? I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Um, Kai Kamara, so he's having a decent year in terms of counting numbers, if you want to call it that. I'm surprised he's not having even a, a better year because he does play into Vancouver's system really well. This is a team that will defend, 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 pack it in, pack it in, bunker, blow quickly on a counter, and I don't mean up the middle. I mean they will take it to the corner and then hit in cross after cross, and just pray to God. Well, guess what? Now they have a player who's good at getting on the end of prayer balls from the wings, and that's Kai Kamara. He's on, I think, like eight goals right now. So um, Kai Kamara is good. Every single time we talk about Vancouver, I talk about Christian Teixeira. I see now that I'm looking at your notes, I'm reading off all your dudes. And (laughs) I'm not trying to blow you out of the water here, but I talk about Christian Teixeira every time. He's one of the few I will call um, playmakers 
that can play moderately decently in yeah. something like a central position. And this is a team that doesn't really do a lot of central attacking. No. He's the one who's going to give it to him if anybody's well, going to give Christian it to him. Christian Teixeira, so. is, he's 5'1 and 120 pounds soaking wet. He's 5'1? He's 5'1. Kid is fucking so clearly he tiny. can't play on the wings. No. I don't know what that means. And <laughs> Well, no, he's, you know, so Kai Kamara is like That's 6'3". incredible. Kamara is the one who who finishes on those those crosses, yeah. and we and you know, we, we talked about this when we talked about when they Vancouver was here uh, back in May about this is an opportunity for Minnesota score to actually win a game because all they really want to do is literally like take the ball to the corner and cross it in, um, and Minnesota can generally actually defend on that because our 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 central defenders are a lot bigger than Christian Teixeira. And I mean, think we're better suited to that with three center backs. Exactly, especially but with three I, center backs. But I, yeah. I feel like generally, even though we have tall center backs or defenders in general, we've been shitty defending crosses and plays from wide. We've and been we're shitty, bad in the We've air. been shitty defending on um, set pieces. Set pieces, certainly. Not so much crosses. I crosses, think both. I, I, don't, I don't think we have been. As, as, well, as then much we're going to have to take it outside. As much on crosses. Definitely on set pieces. Not as much on crosses. Um, I would just, So, yeah, Kristen Shirak, Kai Kamara... Uh, Kamara has eight goals and six assists. Uh, Tashira six goals, one assist. Alfonso Davies obviously is, is the big name. Um, just signed that big deal with Bayern Munich. Uh, have fun in the uh, Eredivisie when he gets loaned out. Yep. As you pointed out on Twitter today. Uh, today. Yep. Is that today or maybe yesterday? I don't. Even I don't remember. mean to make fun of Al- Alfonso Davies when it. So uh, to recap for those of you who don't listen, Alfonso Davies. Uh, Joined the Whitecaps, at least started getting first team minutes when he's 16 years old last year. Now he's 17 years old. Homegrown player. Homegrown player. Canadian talent. Uh, picked up by Bayern Munich this week for 15 million euro. I think something in that. In that. Yeah. And and that's really cool. I don't want to begrudge this kid anything because he's a great player and he seems like a good kid. But he will immediately find himself playing for a reserve side or an Eredivisie side immediately. Like yeah. he, he is not Bayern's next player. Well, the, the, I mean, that's kind of the point, though, is that, I mean, most Bayern players who are coming up to the Bayern Academy don't get first-team Bayern minutes until they're 19 or 20. They're they're getting loaned out, or they're playing in, you know, the, the Bayern 2, uh, in the Bundesliga 2. So he might, you know, he might say in the Bundesliga, and he get loaned out to a, a second division side or something like that. But that's I, still significantly better than, you know... Than most MLS sides. I, I will say he needs to be at the best place that will give him consistent minutes. And that should be, I think, just about every soccer player's goal is to play for the best place that sure. will give you consistent time if you want to develop. Yeah. Bayern isn't that, but wherever they loan him out to, maybe. Sure. Anyways, yeah. we, so anyways we digress. He's, he's one of the, those off damn good. He's got... He's fast a, as hell. He's a defender. He has three goals and six assists. That's pretty fucking good. He, play, he plays up as a defender. He's yeah. more like a wing back. Yeah, more he's, of a wing he'll back. He'll get forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, that's... Pretty fucking good um, for him, and you mentioned Kai Kamara uh, scores goals. Um, they've been this. I will point out as we're, we sort of maybe let's delve into the who sucks. Um, this defense is fucking atrocious for Vancouver. For a team that they're like bunkers the way that they're they do. really bad. You think they would be better? They've given yeah. up more goals than even Minnesota United. They're That's averaging uh, two goals allowed per game. Uh, they've given up 42 goals in 21 matches. Um, you're Almost guaranteed to score on this team. Two goals per game, by the way, on average for 34 games a year. Of course, is going to be 68 goals, too shy of the all-time record for goals allowed. Exactly by set by Minnesota United, Minnesota United last year. So, so could no, happen. Yeah, no team in the Western Conference has. So there's actually teams in the Eastern Conference who have allowed more goals than uh, Vancouver. So there's teams that might actually beat our record. Montreal. 
Montreal and uh, another team in the East. I can't remember exactly who it was. Anyways, um, on June 18th, the uh, the Whitecaps were in fourth place. Since then, so in a little more than a month, they've fallen all the way to ninth place yep. uh, behind Minnesota United. Again, two, seen two goals per game. Even in their wins, they give up two goals per game. So like they're winning, they're winning games either like three-two or four-three, or they're losing like two-nothing or two-one. Um, uh, this team is actually in. We talk about <coughs> some of the things. So midfielder uh, Efren Juarez is suspended, picked up a red card or two yellows, so a red card in the loss to Seattle last weekend. Also, this team has actually uh, been awarded the fewest corners, or fewer corners than Minnesota United in MLS this season. So we talk about a team that is literally all they want to do is cross the ball into the box, and that's literally their game plan. They can't even get corners. That'll spit that, that number. So, out, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, who sucks for and 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 why Vancouver sucks. The I think about Vancouver plays in a four-three-three and. Um, Alfonso Davies is going to play probably the right side of that middle three. Um, I I think some of the weakest stuff that they do is up the middle because they don't really focus on the middle. They really kind of sp- spray it out to the wings as quick as they can. Uh, so if we're looking for a weak spot, as much as I'll have Christian to share it, I think the middle of the field is going to be a great place for us to exploit, which is wonderful because that we've had a lot more success as we've played more centrally, in my opinion, over the last uh, month plus. I, I would even say two months. I think we started our better run of form even in our losses we had against your Houston's, against your FC Dallas's and stuff. I think the roots of our great run now started then, and we're only starting to really capitalize on it fully now. Um, and all of that has been largely because of more centralized play, I think. So um, especially with three in a central midfield that we have now versus what's essentially one, unless they start playing way more narrowly than they do. Exactly, I mean, yeah. They've got, what, a, a, uh, a number eight, number six playing in front of the four. We've got three central defenders, and we're going to – it's it's a man overload situation in the middle of the field just formationally, if not on a talent basis, but also there – Exploit the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean that takes us to like sort of how we should play them, and you're, you're exactly right. Um, the three-five-two has done a really great job weathering opponents' attacks. Colin Warner has been an absolute beast in the number yep. six role, assuming he stays home and he's been staying home. Watch, watch Warner to do some marking on Christian Teixeira yeah. this weekend. He's helping the defense. The three-five-two has also been gi- he's given Cabo more freedom, um, which he's taken advantage of. He knows that he has. Brent and, and Boxwell back there to help him out if he needs if he gets a little forward gets caught out of position a little bit. Um, we typically say we've always we honestly I think we've always said Minnesota should adjust to their opponents. Um, this is a time actually starting where I think, to get away from that. Yeah, yeah I think we're if we continue to play like this. We ought to change nothing. We should we should be doing what if it ain't broke don't fix it. Yeah. Um, and you know we should let uh, our opponents adjust to us and see what they do. I mean the question is like. Is Inchy up to the task of maybe adjusting at halftime if 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 Vancouver moves away from that four three three and decides to play more centrally? Um, you know, I, I agree with you 100. Like we need to attack centrally, which with Quintero, with Ramirez, with Ibarra, they they all they're seeming to do is cut into the middle of the field, creating overload posi- like overload things, and which is great and that works. So I guess the question is is can you know can Inchy adjust on the fly? Uh, if he needs to, so. So who's gonna win? You know what? Uh, it's been a great ten days. I'm in a really good mood, so I'm gonna say Minnesota wins three to one. 
Um, basically, what it boils down to for me is that if this team legitimately considers itself a playoff contender, then at minimum, at minimum, you need a point here. Um, and honestly, you probably need three points. Like three points should be the bare yeah, minimum, but you need minimally a point. Um, again, just look, thinking back, it also really sucks that we dropped nine points to two shitty ass teams. So, right. I mean, that, I, I say three one. I, I really, I think this is a really this is in Seattle uh, at home the next two weeks. Considering we are playing six of the next seven on the road, including this match, um, you know, we if if this team really wants to be a playoff contender, we need eleven or twelve points uh, in the next seven games. So. Yeah, I actually had a three to one win for Minnesota as well. Um, even though it's on the road, success on the road's got to start somewhere. This is as good a place as you're gonna find to start having it. So, God, I hope that we're right. And we've always we played. need to succeed on the road if we're gonna have any chance of the playoffs. We can't be the best home team on fucking turf, and then we and we've always played Vancouver tough, home and away. Yeah, so. we've never gotten our ass handed to us for sure. So. Yeah, so I think you know if if we're gonna we're legitimately gonna win, you know, be a playoff contender. Uh, three points here would be, you know, as we said, like, yeah, we, we just took nine points out of nine points in the last three home games. Do it on the fucking road. Yep, absolutely. Like, show me, you know. All right, so uh, so last week's picture didn't happen. Um, I had a really great week last week, by the way. Yeah, because you're a fucking genius. Yeah, so uh, last week's was Minnesota 2, New England 1. We both picked that one correctly. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta United 3, DC United 1. Uh, we both picked that one. Uh, I picked that one exactly. Seattle nice. Sounders 2, Vancouver 0. Again, talking about Vancouver. They are not good. Uh, I picked that one. I picked that one exactly as well. Uh, wow. Red Bulls 2, New England 0. We both picked uh, Red Bulls. I picked that exact score. Uh, Chicago 1, Toronto 2. Toronto C might be back. Is it? Are they going to have They're enough? back. They're back. I don't know. Uh, I picked They're that done. one exactly as well. LA Galaxy beat Philadelphia on the road 3-1. to one. I picked that one. Columbus Crew, three. Orlando City, two. We both picked that one. I picked that one exactly. Uh, Dynamo, one. FC Dallas, one. You picked a draw. Good job, David. Uh, Real Salt Lake, two. Colorado, two. You also picked a draw. I think you picked a 0-0 zero, zero draw, though, on that one. So. Well, yeah. You picked Some a much more boring game. Dark person. Uh, Portland, two. Montreal, two. Uh, no one picked that one. And Minnesota United, five. LAFC, one. No one picked Minnesota no. United to beat LAFC that way. So. No, that did not happen. Uh, all right. Week 22 picks. Uh, let's go Orlando City uh, versus NYCFC. Who do you got? Uh, two to one to the New York City FCs. I have two one to uh, Orlando City. Uh, what? FCs. Yeah, they're at home. Okay, whatever. Yeah. All right, LAFC versus LA Galaxy. Uh, uh, traffic go derby. Yeah, uh, Zlatan notwithstanding, I've got LAFC winning at home, such as home is against the Galaxy. Three to one. Uh, three two for LAFC for me. Uh, Bread Bulls hosting Columbus Crew. I've been really hot on the crew this year, and they, no, Red Bulls to Columbus zero. I got a two-one uh, Red Bulls win. Did you see the statistic about Jossie Zardes the other? Two goals in the second half the other night, and zero passes completed. It's amazing. All right, all right, good for him. Uh, I have uh, Montreal Impact hosting Atlanta United and losing three to one. What do you got? I've got, I've got them losing five to nothing. <laughs> Oh, man. That would be epic. Uh, Toronto FC uh, hosting Chicago Fire. I got a 3 1 uh, FC win. Toronto FC. Um, I got a 2 2 draw. I don't like either of these teams. Chicago's better than I was giving. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, Change it on the fly. 3 2 Chicago wins. Oh, shit. Chicago yeah, wins. Toronto's, Chicago's Sh- bad. Chicago man. has improved as the season has gone on. Man. 
Uh, DC United hosts Colorado. I have a DC United three-one win. I got zero-zero. This is the worst game possible. By the way, did you see? Did you see? I got a, I got a Wayne Rooney uh, hat trick in this match. Oh, of course you do. Um, so obviously we talked last week about the um, DC United Stadium, stadium uh, falling apart. Audi Field falling apart. Uh, did you see that it was flooding today? No, I did not. Like absolutely, and I'm talking like standing water. Fucking Christ! What on earth? Oh, I feel bad for all the uh, DC United fans. Not the Screaming Eagles, but the other. The fans only, groups. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got Sporting Kansas City beating Dallas uh, FC Dallas at home 3-1. to one. What do you two, got? 2-2 draw. Two good teams. Very good teams, uh, yeah. I like Dallas. That might two, be two. the game of the week, actually. Uh, I think it, Yeah, I think it certainly is. Uh, I got Portland. No, no, you got to say, say the El Trafico. Oh, no. Just because of the. No, I don't. Not because of the stakes, but just because of what it is. I, no, I don't. Okay, well, fuck you. Um, All right. Portland. I got Portland hosting Houston Dynamo. I have Portland winning 2 nothing. What do you got? I have Portland 3-1. to one. Nice, uh, Vancouver. We talked about this. I got. We both have Minnesota beating Vancouver three to one. All right, we do. there we go. Uh, San Jose hosts Real Salt Lake. I got a two-two draw because well, we, Mike Pecky. We know San Jose can't win. Like we're 100 percent sure of that. Exactly. Uh, they, they also they also can draw. They can draw. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna give Real Salt Lake uh, uh, a one goal to nothing. Even without Mike Pecky on the sideline. He'll make his get, presence get felt. Him fired up. He'll make his presence felt. Uh, all right. Uh, Seattle Sounders host NYCFC. I have a one-one draw. And I got New York City FC winning one to nothing. Sounders are still bad, better, but still bad. That's fine. Uh, and then finally, LA Galaxy host Orlando City. I have a three-two Galaxy win in uh, Carson City. One-one draw. Fuck these guys. All right. All right. So we got some fucking answers. Uh, we got several questions. Let's go. Uh, Andy Schletz asks, you can barely get one done, so what makes you no talent whack jobs think you can smush in two? Settle down, Turbos. That's in relation Is he to talking about two podcasts? Yeah, we're doing two podcasts tonight. Did you know he, what, Andy? How did he know you. we were doing two? I put it out on Twitter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was going to say, how is he listening already? I was going to say, fuck you. But, okay. Uh, also from Andy, uh, pod questions. Now that we're destroying and slaying in the MLS. He called Mags, it the MLS. The MLS. Mags wants to know. So he's. Apparently, this is his wife wants to know if we can start talking about winning the CCL next year at Allianz. Second question: Mags doesn't like ice in her alcoholic beverages, and it really, really pisses me off. What's wrong with my life? Please help. Look, Love Andy. Andy, you sound like a nice guy, but we cannot be here to fix all of your life's fucking problems. Number Every one, week is like uh, a Seinfeld episode. We for can this literally guy. not be in the CCL next year because the CCL is a year. In the past, for MLS teams, even and if we won the cup, yeah, even if we won the cup, we would it not wouldn't be, be until the next. Yeah, we cycle. wouldn't be until the 2020 MLS or uh, Concacaf CCL cycle. So, so, so the real answer is: Can we start talking about it, winning it at Allianz? It depends how many green cards, quote unquote, wink, wink, you're willing to put in the pockets of FIFA and Concacaf officials. That's true. Very, very true. I'm uh, talking about bribing. Yes, uh, I mean I wasn't gonna say they it. Are oh, yeah. They are receptive to that. They are. They're very receptive to it. All right. Second question. Uh, so Max doesn't like ice in her alcoholic beverages. Uh, what's wrong with his wife? Do you like ice in your alcoholic beverages? I guess it really depends on the kind of alcoholic beverage. Like, are you? Is, does your wife like ice in her beer? Or let's let's assume that we're talking like cocktails because okay. why would I don't think he could possibly mean beer. Or wine, who has ice in the wine? Sure, but Here's like, but there are certain beverages. There are certain alcoholic beverages that you need ice in them in some capacity. Well, I'll tell you. So, for instance, when I when I drink a scotch, I like to um, oh, I like to put I, I like to put 
I pour the scotch into a um, what do you call it, a shaky thing. Yeah. And then uh, I'll put ice in that. Yeah. And then I'll shake it around a little bit, and then I'll strain it out. I want it chilled, but I don't want the ice in the glass. That's the way I prefer scotch. Does that make sense? By that, does that make sense? Do you understand the words I just said? He's fucking staring. Okay, he's speechless. You, you, I, uh. How about you actually try it sometime? Instead of making some fucking crass comment about my preferences, why don't you try it one time? No, because that is the worst possible way to drink scotch. Oh, I'm sorry. You must you must have read a book where they told you to do X, Y, and Z. I've literally had scotch tastings. I've Good. been to Merlin's Rest. I, a friend who paid like $300 for a fucking scotch tasting. That is the worst possible way to drink scotch. I'm, I'm glad that they educated you. As a, as so a deep, we, deep libertarian Andy, as I am, I think people should Andy, be able to let's, do whatever let's just, they please. Let's just say this. Um, Dave Martin is in no way uh, qualified to answer your question. Best uh, way to have Your wife scotch. is crazy. Except if it's a margarita. If it's a margarita, of course you want ice in that margarita. That makes a shit ton of sense. Dude, you drink fucking hams with real rum in it. Who's taking your advice? No, who I've are had tastings. I've had People rum hams tastings. All right, I paid three hundred dollars for a rum hams tasting. <laughs> I've not paid three hundred dollars for rum hams tasting. Moving along, uh, Jake Shawcraft asks, "What is the most offensive goal celebration you could do without getting fined or suspended as an MLS player?" I like that he includes that caveat that you yeah. can do without getting fined or suspended. It, it gives some, it gives some lines around the tennis court, right? Um, I didn't give any thought to this leading up to this, and here I am. Have you thought about this? Do you have an answer ready? Because I don't I know. I do not. No, I'm. I was. I was trying to rag Without my brain. I saw. I briefly saw the question earlier tonight. Didn't really think about. It. I was in a dark cloud, silver lining meeting. Um, I would think that. I don't really think there is much that you can do. Uh, that you're not going to get. Well, okay. They're I pretty the touchy. Can you get I a yellow one. card? I mean, you can get a yellow card without getting fined or suspended, right? He said fined or suspended. So, obviously, the most offensive celebration would be if you, uh, if you like, had something crazy written on your chest. You scored a goal. You ripped off your shirt. You're going to get a yellow card. You're probably not going to get fined or suspended. But shirt that says, like, card. Antifa and Nazis are the same thing. Yeah, exactly, or something like that. You know, like, Here's, you know, I hate Nazis written on your chest like across the six pack you're probably you're going to get a yellow card for taking your shirt off but you're probably not going to get fined or suspended I'm going to uh, do, do you one better okay, okay. Have, you, have you ever seen the we'll call it a celebration where they like stick a they stick like a soccer ball sure you have a question no. you have a qu- okay. yeah we're doing question time right now if you want on alright <laughs> thanks uh, you know so you've seen this they stick the soccer ball like under their shirt because like they got a pregnant wife or whatever sure. take it a step further I want you to lay down on the grass I want two players holding your feet up like they're in stirrups and I want one of the other players to deliver the baby ball yeah they're on the field I, what I are they gonna do that makes, F- fine you and suspend you for literally reenacting the creation that we all went through that, in actually, life? <laughs> that actually makes sense that's probably the, that's probably the correct answer. that'd be an amazing um, especially if you like, like one of the people had just had a kid Right, so like maybe if it's not even the goal scorer, maybe it's like a defender who just had a kid. Yeah. But, but a forward scores the goal, they do that, and the, yeah. and the defender is the guy who takes the kid out. You like, deliver yeah. it. Yeah. And then, like and like does a little like. Oh yeah, you rock it a little bit. Rock yeah. it, you know. Maybe you're, start breastfeeding. That is, that, is, that, is, that is probably the farthest, furthest you can go. 
Yeah. They can't you suspend you for or, or fine you. They for can't that. suspend you for something that literally everybody <laughs> went through. It's a, it's a thing that happens. That is probably the correct answer. All right. And so, what's Dan's question? Uh, finally, Dan Scarab asks, "How did Martin celebrate the fact that he's really fucking old now?" It is my birthday today. Um, we already talked. Did we talk about this? That I, I went to a coffee shop with my yeah, family. I think in the, so that uh, happened. I worked all day. Thing. I fucking came here and recorded a podcast. Uh, I didn't do anything. And we're recording a second podcast. I, the way that I know I'm old is that I didn't do a fucking thing. That's how I know. Because nobody cares anymore. I think it's kind of hilarious is that uh, I'm older than you and I like celebrate my birthday way harder than you do. You are younger at heart than I am in every conceivable <laughs> so, way. I think that's... And I, I love that about you. I think hilarious. that's That's wonderful. I'm going so, to continue to be who I am. That's fine. And you can that's continue fair. to be who I, you are. I, we, I love it. So... All right, um, so that is pretty much the end of the podcast. Uh, again, remember, guys, if you uh, want to get the Patreon podcast, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, it's very simple. You can donate as little as $1.69 a month, and it gets you access to all the, the cool, awesome bonus stuff that we're going to be starting to do. Um, but you can always find us at davesiknow.com. Email us your questions at thedavesiknowmn at gmail.com. You can find us always at, at TDIKMN, me at Texas Zeller, uh, Martin at Regular David. Um, yeah, man. Let's take us out. Hey, happy birthday to me. We are the Daves I know. This has been the Daves I know. Land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.